How's everybody doing? Doing good? Chandeliers. Wow. So fancy in here. It's good to see you. Worship was fun. That's pretty cool. I had one of these and I lost it. I'm just going to take it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to share a couple stories. Uh, I have a dog, 80-pound dog. It's a, it's a large dog. Weimer runner. Man, that light is like the sun. Is there a way to bring down that light a little bit? It's like serious behind the sun, double the size of the sun. So I have this dog, 80-pound dog. Weimaraner is the breed, so they're, they're a bit crazy at times. And so she's 12 and a half years old, which for that breed is like 7,000 years old for a human. And so I took her to the border. We had a, a retreat that we did called a Weekend Advance over MLK weekend. So we took our dogs to the border so she would sleep and eat and have good times with other dogs. Although she hates other dogs, she's, she's a racist dog. She likes people, but not dogs. <laughs> Only if they're her breed. And I'm not joking at all. It's like, it's a German breed, but you know, I don't know. So anyways, woo, morning. So I picked the dog up pick my dog up and she is her legs are not working very well and when I get in the car there's there's a stench there's a there's a whole other level of stench going on so I look back and she's kind of covered in some brown material and so they'd written some stuff down so I grabbed the paper like oh she's had diarrhea the past two days I'm like we could have had a actual conversation about this not just writing a paper so I get back to the house, we're washing her off, and for the next two days, she's just got rivers coming out, you know? Yeah, hungry? You hungry yet? So, <laughs> I have to take her to the vet, so I take her to the vet, they check her out, give her some medicine, she's gonna be fine. So I'm taking her to the bathroom at the vet so I don't have to have an episode in the car, but she won't go. She won't go. So I'm thinking, we're not that far from my house. We're going to make it. <laughs> Rush hour traffic, the bitterness begins. There's a root beginning to grow. There's no shoulder. There's nothing I can do. And I hear, <laughs> starts with a gas. And I look back, I said, no, you don't. Don't do it. <laughs> River. So I'm looking at this, at the Nile River. I look up, someone had slammed their brakes on. So I slam my brakes. I'm not making this up. My dog flips upside down in the river and is doing this. And pieces of that river are going everywhere on the inside of the car. I said, Jesus, you either take me or I'm bringing the dog to you right now. Okay? Either or, someone's coming to see you. So, I roll the windows down because death has entered this car. There's a guy in a truck next to me looking down. I'm just going, I don't know. I I have no idea what's going on, but I can't do anything, so. We keep driving, we're a mile from my house, and I didn't think there's anything else that could come out, but it does. I'm looking again, I'm distracted by the river. I have to slam my brakes on a second time as the dog goes again. She's fine now, the car is clean. There was no laughter in that moment, but there, there is now. <laughs> 
There's a lesson somewhere in there tonight for you, perhaps. <laughs> you know, they say uh, three out of four people suffer from diarrhea. What about the fourth person? Imagine the research project. Patient number four, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This is awesome. Give me some more fiber. This would be great. I love this. Another story. I have two kids. I have a, a 10-year-old. My daughter's about to be 10 years old. Eowyn is her name. And I have a son named Liam. And we have some friends that got us these bow and arrow sets. It's not, it's not Nerf, but it's kind of like that. And they go super high in the air, and they make this wind, like, whoo, sound. So we're at this park across the street. We're shooting these arrows. And we have these huge eucalyptus trees. And this one goes way up, and it's like 70 feet high. It's caught in this tree, the arrow. So we keep playing, and I'm looking up. There's no breeze. This thing's not coming down, okay? And so my son, just like he's had his head down, he's like, I want my arrow. And I said, all right, we're going to do something. And I'm going to show you what Jesus has given you. It's the authority to speak to the wind. Didn't Jesus speak to the wind and tell it what to do? So I said, all right, Jesus, Liam wants his arrow. So wind, I command you to blow a gust and bring that arrow down right now in Jesus' name. Boom, gust comes, arrow drops right in front of Liam's foot. Both my daughter and son like jump up like, yay, God, and they go out. <laughs> You've got to understand who you are. All of hell is well aware of who you are. So they're working very hard to make sure you don't realize who you are. You're a new creation. When you go walk outside and you look at the beautiful trees, and if you go to the mountains, go to the ocean, that's all old creation. You're the only part that's new. That word new in Greek is kainos. It means something the earth has not beheld before. So in a literal sense, you are extraterrestrial. <laughs> Literally. Because you're not of this world. You're in it to win it, but not of it. You're from above, not beneath. The Father knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Psalm 139, a lot of people quote this verse. The Father knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. It's like everyone's like, ah. What does that really mean? The Father knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Knowledge requires existence. If I'm going to know a cheetah, I have to be able to observe a cheetah to know that what a cheetah is, then I know that it exists, and there's knowledge. So in the beginning is not really the beginning. There's a before in the beginning. Yes. Wasn't Jesus slain before the foundations of the world? Before anything was created, Jesus was slain, right? So the Bible says. Jesus was slain before creation. Well, well, well. So 2,000 years ago, it was a physical manifestation of what had already taken place in the spirit because everything God does starts in the spirit and then it unfurls and unfolds into the physical. So the Father knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. You're not from your mother's womb. You just passed through it. Because you're from above, not beneath. Mm. New creation. So act like it. <laughs> well, there's so many people have hurt me. and Yeah, get over it. Why don't you get to the place where you actually love to forgive people? I can't wait till someone else hurts me. I get to forgive again. Woo! More forgiveness. <laughs> like if you hold on to offenses, you'll be fenced in by the demonic. So come out of the fences. Live free. Live as a new creation. I want to share something with you. You can trust God with the details of your life, okay? Like you really can. 
I want to give you an assignment in your head if you can do this. You won't be able to, but let's just have fun. What if you could write a genealogy that has these 14 criteria? Okay? The number of words in it must be divisible by seven exactly. The number of letters must also be divisible by seven. The number of vowels and the number of consonants must be divisible by seven. The number of words that begin with a vowel must be divisible by seven. The number of words that begin with a consonant must be divisible by seven. The number of words that occur more than once must be divisible by seven. We keep going. The number of words that occur in more than one form shall be divisible by seven. The number of words that occur in only one form shall be divisible by seven. The number of nouns shall be divisible by seven. The only seven words, only seven words shall not be nouns. The number of names in a genealogy shall be divisible by seven. Only seven other kinds of nouns are permitted. The number of male names shall be divisible by seven, and the number of generations shall be 21, also divisible by seven. To get two of those right, you'd have a 45 and one chance. To get nine of those right, it would take you, if you worked on it, 40 hours a week, 3,000 years. Nine, but there's 14 of them, which is humanly impossible to do. Yet, it's the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 11 in the Greek. So, yeah, you can trust him with your details. <laughs> it's supernaturally engineered in the Bible. It is humanly impossible. It is mathematically impossible to do for a human. Yet, God's like, well... How about we slide that in there? <laughs> Just so you know, I can handle some details in your life. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust God. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more of these. Most of the genealogies in the Bible, actually, the names, the meaning of the names actually has a sentence. It's also supernaturally engineered in the genealogies in the Bible. It's lots of fun. So Adam, first guy on earth, right? Adam. His name means man. He has a son named Seth, which means appointed. He had a son named Enosh, which means mortal. He had a son named Kenan, which means sorrow. He had a son named Mahalalel. That's an interesting name, the blessed God. He had a, name, a son named Jared, shall come down. He had a son named Enoch, named teaching, means teaching. He had a son named Methuselah, who lived 969 years old. That's like a long life. I think he gets to that point like, I'm done with these people. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> he has a son named Lamech, the despairing. He has a son named Noah means rest or comfort. When you put all these names together, what they mean, it says this, man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring the despairing rest and comfort. Woo! Wow. So you have the story of redemption in the genealogy in the book of Genesis. The lamb was slain before creation. It was already done. God's just like, I'll give you some clues. Doo -doo 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 -doo. He can handle the details of your life. You can trust God. You can also trust what the Bible says. It's supernaturally engineered. I love the genealogy of Jesus because it, it is completely impossible for a person to do it. It can be difficult to trust God when you have unresolved disappointment, though. Skepticism is simply unresolved disappointment. Pessimism, criticism. Well, the glass is half empty. You sound pretty disappointed. See, what happens is our theology shapes our psychology, which governs our physiology and then impacts the cosmology. So let's back that up just a second. So our theology, how you see God, everyone has a theology. An atheist has a theology. 
and it shapes their thinking in every subject matter, how they see themselves, how they see other people, how they work, how they do schooling, anything they do in their thought life, because everything we do, we do based on what we believe. All the issues of life flow from where? The heart. Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is your mind. This is your brain. Your mind controls your brain. Your brain controls your body. This is your brain. I mean your mind. As a man thinks in his heart, all the issues of life flow from the heart. So if there's hope deferred, it makes the heart sick, right? And then everything gets off kilter because the heart is actually the seat of faith. So when you're hope deferred, you're actually restless. Faith has no place to sit, so you're restless. And there's this unresolved disappointment, and you're looking through the lens of disappointment because you've been shoving it down. You don't do that ever, right? Shove stuff down. I'll just put it down there. I'm sure it'll be just fine down there. Oh, yeah, nice and tidy. <laughs> My daughter's in fourth grade, and I've been talking to her through stuff when things happen at school. Uh, stuff that never happened for me personally. No one taught me how to process emotion. Every elementary school student should have a class on how do you process emotion. Math is great. Grammar is wonderful. Everyone has emotions. And they don't know what to do with it. So we just do this. And we spend billions of dollars trying to escape pain. When I see pain as an opportunity to press into the heart of God, he's not the author of pain. It just becomes an opportunity to go into places of his heart you could not otherwise access except through pain. It's a door called the fellowship of his sufferings. But we like to do this. And then there's only so much room. Most of your emotional memory is in your gut, so when you feel stuff emotionally, where do you feel it? Got knots in your gut. Your gut's like, hey, how about we process some of this stuff because we're shutting down. <laughs> and we can do that for a while, and then it starts to bleed through the flesh. Start having colon issues, stomach issues, acid reflux. That's all unresolved emotions, unprocessed emotions. Your body cannot contain it anymore. You start aging quickly. Because what it is, is toxic energy. So I said theology shapes our psychology, how we think. And your psychology governs your physiology. You're not a victim of your biology. Your thought life controls your genetics. Everything can be reversed when the mind is renewed. Some of science is like, well, there's an alcoholic gene. They have an anger gene. Okay, whatever. The thought controls the gene. You've got to go back a little further than the gene. <laughs> so if we can get the thinking out of dissonance into harmony, which is the mind of Christ, then it's the love of God. I'm not deducing God down to energy, but the love of God is energy. The Bible says it's the love of God that energizes faith. So energy begins to flow. So when it says in Romans 12 that the mind is renewed and then you're transformed, it's actually the Greek word transfiguration. The translators thought that was a little too spicy. So they went with transformation. But it's transfiguration. Same word used of Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration when his body is filled with light. So when your mind is being renewed to the mind of Christ, your body literally changes so that you can be the light of the world. It's uncreated light. When God said and he spoke, or I believe he sang, and he said, let there be light, that was not created light, it was uncreated light. 
Created light came later, sun, moon, and stars. It was just a manifestation of who he is, light. This is how God addressed darkness in the beginning. Let there be light. <laughs> he didn't focus on the darkness. He just spoke what he wanted. Yeah. Good, oh, it is good. <laughs> uh, that was funny. <laughs> so with darkness, you don't have to battle darkness. You just speak what you want. Anytime a demon exercises authority, it's illegitimate. Jesus was given all authority in the heavens, on earth, under the earth, and on the sea. There's none left for the demonic. Boop, boop, ba, bippity, boppity, boo. There's none left. Anytime a demon exercises authority, it's because they're borrowing yours because you've come into agreement with their lies. Wow, that was tasty. <laughs> yep. Demons are energetic because they're spirit. They're not physical. They're energetic. So they feed off of energy. Every thought has an energy signature to it. It's either, like I said, in dissonance or it's in harmony. When it's in dissonance, Satan is called one of his names, Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. You ever leave a slab of beef on your counter? What's going to happen? Flies are going to be in there like, woo, this is sweet. More maggots. There they are, right? They're attracted to decay and death, flies. So when your thought life is in dissonance, because you're under the wrong government, govern a government governs your mindsets and emotions. That's what a government is. I willfully, willfully submit to the U.S. government, but my allegiance is to the kingdom of God. Anytime the U.S. government interferes with my allegiance, there's going to be an issue. Because my allegiance is not to that government. So Jesus came along, he broke the power of sin, which is a government. It's not some force that causes you to behave badly. It's an entity. More times in the New Testament, you see the word sin is a noun rather than a verb. Person, place, or thing. It's an entity. It's a government. Jesus is like, I'm going to break that government. And then he breaks the power of death, which is also a government. It's not simply the ceasing to exist. It is a government that the merchandise is compromise. The trading floor of death is compromise. Yes, come under my government. So the thinking goes into dissonance because our mindsets and our emotions are now being influenced by the wrong government. So we come into the mind of Christ. We're under the government of God, the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. So your mindsets and emotions are actually governed by righteousness, peace, and joy. So no matter what circumstance you're in, you have peace and joy. How you doing? Good. There's some craziness going on, but I got peace. Working through some pain, but I got joy. Well, how's that possible? Well, I'm governed by it. <laughs> it's the covering over my life. And so when the thought life is in dissonance, the demons begin to feed around you like flies because it becomes an energy center around you. Oh, let's feed on that. This is tasty. This is yummy. And then they gain influence in your mindsets and emotions. That's why Paul said to the Corinthians, hey, why don't you guys realize we're not battling people here, flesh and blood. We're actually battling things in the spirit. And a lot of people take this passage like, we're battling principalities. Get on your hills and begin to cry out to them. That's retarded. <laughs> okay, unless God's saying to do that. He's actually talking in that context, your thought life. It's all about thoughts. You're pulling down strongholds. It's everything that's trying to rise against the knowledge of Christ 
It's thoughts that are hostile to faith, to believing. Skepticism is hostile to faith. Well, I'll believe it if I see it. Well, that's a really low place to live. Jesus said you believe to see. You want to see it? Then believe it. Or you can live down here where you're not from. Or you could set your mind on things above. So you have to mentally relocate yourself to actually where you are. Seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, right? Ephesians 2.6. So you're there and you're here. You're here and you're there. You're multidimensional. Yeah? You believe the Bible, right? <laughs> so you're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. So you're seated there, right? Okay. And you're seated here. Okay. So you're in both places simultaneously. Your spirit man is who you are in first person, by the way. It's who you really are. It's where your persona is. Your soul is your personality, which is shaped by earthly experiences, good and bad. So it's not necessarily true who you are, that. Facts aren't always true. A matter of fact doesn't mean it's a matter of truth. Truth is superior to fact. Your persona is who you are in Christ. You're in throne life, seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father over all of darkness. It's been all put, placed under him. So if we would mentally relocate ourselves to where we really are, then we're governed by righteousness, peace, and joy. And demons are just kind of silly. <laughs> They're just like a fly. Get out of here. <laughs> You've got to realize who you are in Christ. But a big part of this is hope, because you know how you see in the heavenly realms? <coughs> hope. Love is the power to feel God's heart. Hope is the ability to see in the heavenly realms. Faith is the ability to bring those realms and make them manifest in the physical. But it all begins with love. I will. When I'm ready. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> love is the power to feel God's heart. Hope is the ability to see in the heavenly realms. Faith is the ability to bring those realms and make them manifest in the physical. If you follow the love of the Father, there will always be power. If you follow power, there will not always be love. Love is greater than power. So when I see someone, I love miracle signs and wonders. We'll probably see some tonight. Miracle signs and wonders, they're awesome. But it doesn't really impress me that much until I see how that person loves people. Paul's like, symbols, really loud in your ear. Oh, you got miracles? Cool. Do you love people? Because it's this if you don't. <laughs> so one of the greatest things you can pray is, God, give me a greater capacity to love people because you'll see miracle signs and wonders. Last night in Stockton, California, I lived, I made it. <laughs> I survived. I'm serious, it was crazy. We came out of the service, there was police everywhere. I'd never seen anything like it. Federal cars, like every street we went on, there were police. And I guess there was a bunch of shootings there last night. But I made it. I'm here. So I'm at a friend's church called Innovation Church. They are innovating down there in Stockton, California. <laughs> and so I'm sharing some stuff. I'm getting some prophetic words for people. And I was about to end. I look over to my right, and I see this really old guy. Looks like a cool, jolly fellow. And he's wearing a, a brown felt jumpsuit. I was like, dude, that is sweet. <laughs> 
And when I saw it, I immediately thought of a blanket when I was growing up. I had a brown felt blanket growing up that I loved. I love this blanket. So I knew God was trying to say something because I was reminded of my blanket. So I started talking to this guy. And sometimes I do this and people don't think I'm prophesying, just like randomly talking, but I'm actually prophesying. I'm like, yeah, this blanket, I love this blanket. Like I roll around this blanket, I like put it around me. It's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> let's keep that to yourself. Right? <laughs> and I said, you know, you're lovable because I loved my blanket. Boom, this guy start, starts crying. Shh. He was actually on drugs. His eyes were all crazy. So I walk over to him and I'm just trying to illustrate the power of love. I just went over to him like, I just feel the Father's love for you so much. I said, he has seen you and he is running out of the house to get you. He's been looking for you. So I just put my hand on him and then I see stuff around his head just in the spirit. Because you can see in the spirit, hope is the ability to see. You have the eyes of your heart which are your real eyes. These eyes don't see, by the way. They just take in energetic holographic images. Your cone cells begin to decode them. But your eyes, they heart how you really see. So you can live your life seen holographically, or you can actually perceive and understand. You know, it's your choice. <laughs> so I'm talking to this guy. We're having a good time. I just start pushing stuff away from his head because he was in confusion. It was a spirit of confusion. Ba 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 ba. And I just snapped my finger. All of a sudden, his eyes opened up completely different. My friend Matt Gonzalez was there. His eyes were completely different. And he goes, whoa! And he starts looking around. He says, I can think. And I said, well, welcome back. <laughs> and I see a thing on his head. He had a shaved head. I see this black thing over his head. And I said, hey, I'm just going to rub your head. Is that all right? He says, yeah. So I start rubbing his head, and I said, you know, you don't have a chemical imbalance. There's nothing wrong with your brain. And I keep running until it disappears, and I snap again. And all of a sudden, his eyes changed again. Bright blue. And his son was next to him, and his son's wife, and they're all just going. They're tripping out. Everyone's freaking out. And I just said, you have come back into reality, and you're now encountering the Father's love. And this guy is just a mess in a good way, a good mess. But what started it? Did I go over there and was I hovering over him? Let me show you the power of God. <laughs> it was the love of God. I just felt love for him. And then God's like, hey, let's create a path into here and to do some fun stuff. It's the greatest thing you can pray. God, give me a greater capacity to love. And the more you receive the Father's love, hope begins to come back. Actually, it's your awareness, because you don't need hope. You already have it. Sometimes with people, they're like, when I go to pray for them, will you just pray that I'll get some peace? Here's how I always respond. No. I will pray that you become aware of the peace you've already been given. <laughs> Isn't peace and joy in the Holy Spirit? He's in you? Okay. <laughs> so I don't need peace and joy. I need to become aware again. I need to wake up. Oh, there it is. Okay. I've got peace. I've got joy. I've got hope. Hope's a person. You got him. He's got you. You're one. So now to become aware of the hope. So then I can begin to see. There's always hope. So we're going to do some stuff. Is that cool? Yeah? You having a good time? Am I freaking you out? <laughs> yes. You're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. Let me tell you a quick story. This might freak you out, but. <laughs> so I have a friend who has a friend, so I'm two degrees away. And this friend was about to order his friend something, kind of like on Amazon, I'm assuming. And he's going to click submit payment, and they're going to ship this out. 
His friend lives in the other side of the country. Right before he clicks submit payment, his friend calls him and says, hey, thanks for the gift. He says, well, what'd you get? So he describes the gift he's about to purchase that has not purchased yet, that just arrived on his doorstep. <laughs> Time is irrelevant. God is the God who was and is and is to come at the same time, so he's always on time because he's not under it. You're one with him. We get our time marker from the sun, but in heaven there's no sun and moon because Jesus is the lamp. You're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, right? So time's irrelevant. It's only relevant to your location in space. There's 24 hours because of our distance to the sun. You go on a different planet, it's a different amount of time in that day. If you go to the top of Mount Everest or at sea level, there's a different amount of time. It's irrelevant. So you can live as a slave to time or realize you have dominion over it. Oh, I wish I had more time. If I could find the time. That's a poverty mentality with time. You're basically saying there's nothing I can do. I'm a slave to time. And then we have reactions to time. You feel the pressure of time and the emotional reaction because of the soul tie with time when you actually have dominion over it. God can redeem the time, right? <laughs> now some of you are freaked out. So <laughs> I'm just trying to explain, open up the horizons a little bit for you. Take off the lid of limitation and realize the potential that God has put inside of you. If you just believe, believe, hope, believe. So why don't you guys stand up? This is fun. You guys are fun. Yeah, Lord. Somebody have some back problems. Where are you at? Back issues. Curvature of the spine. Is anyone curvature of the spine? You have a right here? Anybody else? Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep your hand up real quick, and then someone that's right by you, just put a hand on their back. We're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. I want to teach some of you a little bit how to pray. We're not asking God to heal. He already did it. Already happened in the spirit. By his stripes, we were healed, past tense. just needs to manifest in the physical now. So we're not, God, if it's your will to heal, that would be really good. That's a dumb prayer. Don't pray that prayer. <laughs> we're commanding healing to bodies. You speak to the back. You tell the back what to do. So you start doing that. Don't wait for us. Open your mouths. Speak to the back. Speak to the vertebrae, tendon, muscle, tissue. Straighten. Thank you, Lord. Healing is fun. <laughs> yes, Lord. Say, so we just speak to these backs, be made whole right now. Every vertebrae come into alignment. I command every vertebrae to come into alignment. Fire shooting down the back, healing presence and power. All pain, get out. Pain, get out of those backs. You do not belong in those backs. Get out. Any spirit of infirmity, get off that back now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So I want you to bend over, touch your toes, stretch around, see what's going on, test it out. For some of you, you may not know until you actually get it, go to the doctor or something. But if there's a difference, just wave a hand. Yeah, what's going on here? What are you feeling? What's changed? I'm able to move without pain. <laughs> you had pain? Yeah, just bending over or twisting like this. And all the pain's gone 100%. Yeah, it's gone. That's a good night right there. Someone back here? Yeah, come on up. Come on up. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, that's fun. No pain. Yeah, come on up. Come on up. Yeah, come on over. 
You don't have to be shy. Come on now. That's a cool shirt. Yeah. That's a good brother. <laughs> um, so for a while now, I've been actually having like a pressure on my lower back. So um, daily, I would have to like move side to side to crack it. And after the prayer, I felt like a sense of pressure just just went off and yeah. just a sense of relief. And now I feel like, you know, like a sense of like calmness in my back. So yeah. is it 100 percent better? Yes. Yes, it is. Come on. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Back over. Um, I was. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> go. Um, as for a lot of people know, I was born with scoliosis, which which prevented me from bending over, or you know, lifting anything or. And I got prayer for my back, and I can touch my toes. Come on. Was there two more right here? Yeah, come on up. You too. Um, I was told recently that I had minor scoliosis because of just work and stress and a lot of insane things. And my back, I'd always like have it hunched forward. I was sitting back, and I'd have to make myself go back. And I feel completely like... I can stand up like this is normal for me now, and it was insane, so <laughs> praise God. That's awesome. Yeah. Come on up. Hello. Um, I was in three car accidents, and the last one involved four cars, and the doctor looked at me and said, okay, well, one of your vertebrae is in your lumbar, I believe, the bottom one. He's like, it's not surgical, but it's going to bother you the rest of your life. And I used to kind of, hi, what's your name? Esther, I'm a car accident victim. That's how I would kind of um, identify myself because I was always in pain. Long story short, I felt what I felt like when I would go in and get an adjustment from my chiropractor and my knees got a little weak. I can't touch my toes, but <laughs> I will try in five months. <laughs> Let's stay up here real quick. I want to share some things over you. I was getting prophetically, is that all right? Is that cool? Are you familiar with that? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> so, uh, you're really cool. <laughs> That's actually what I heard God say, by the way. You're really cool. But there's a favor on your life. Oh! Hey, that hurt my ear. <laughs> Talk to God. <laughs> <laughs> there's favor on your life. There's actually favor on your life for business, creativity within business. Stop. Oh, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing it all over you. There's, you have a creativity, and God's actually going to increase the brilliance of that right now because we're, we're to grow up into the head, which is Jesus, and we become more brilliant because we're increasing in wisdom and revelation. So I'm going to lay a hand on your head, okay? And it's going to drop down. How's that sound? So I thank you, Lord. Creativity, one of the highest expressions of our new nature in Christ. Creativity. Whoa, I declare brilliance right now. Wisdom, revelation. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of wisdom and revelation. First John 2.27, he's anointed us to know all things to the exclusion of nothing. He knows every subject matter that can be known fully. And he's your teacher. Whoa, more, more, more. Favor on business, favor on business, multiplication, multiplication, raising up team. You're going to raise up teams of designers, graphic designers, interior designers, set design. Yeah, TV, movie, set design. That'll be fun. Thank you, Lord. I bless this child. Oh, yes, bless that child. There's going to be no complications. No, sir. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. I bless you. You're awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. This is fun. This is fun. We're going to keep going. Is that all right? Yeah. Good, 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 good. I find when this starts to happen, it's like waves start rolling in in sets, 
And God's like, hey, let's do more, and the waves get a little bigger. So we're going to keep pressing it. If you have to leave, there's no shame. We'll just mock you. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so uh, someone have right in this area an issue? It's almost like the top, right, the base of the neck. Some kind of the neck issue. Right there? Yeah. Anybody else? Right here? There? Keep your hand up again. And someone, again, if you're nearby, just put a hand on their neck, back of their neck. <clears throat> so if you're wondering what on earth is going on right now, I'm just getting words of knowledge from God, which are just divine downloads of facts that I couldn't know otherwise except through a download. It's one of the gifts, the nine, nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, word of knowledge. So, like we prayed before, just pray, speak to the neck, command pain to get out, speak to the bone, tendon, muscle, tissue, cartilage, nerve endings. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Some angels in the house tonight. We just honor the angelic. You want to see more angels? Honor them. Well, it's kind of weird to talk about angels. Well, there's over 300 recorded angelic encounters in the Bible. They surrounded Jesus' conception, his birth. They ministered to him in the wilderness. Seems pretty important to him. Ignoring them is just as foolish as worshiping them. So we just honor the angelic, all the angels that are here. Thank you that you minister to us. You're ministers of wind and fire. You perform the words of God. They're touching bodies in this room right now. Performing the words of God. By his stripes, you were healed. I command healing to these necks. Pain to get out. Leave the bodies get off. Thank you, Lord. Now test those necks out, whatever was going on, move them around. Hopefully your head doesn't go all the way around. There might be something else going on. <laughs> we don't want that. Wave a hand if something's going on. You feel a difference. Yeah, what's going on, man? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, you know what? You're important to God. You have a voice. You're not a wallflower. You're not to blend in. You're to stand out. So whoever said otherwise was a liar. So I just declare the truth over you. You are important. God notices you. You're noticed. Heaven notices you. Oh, yeah. So when we have experiences where we feel like we're not noticed, it can begin to form a mindset. And the Father's saying, he notices you. Always has. You walk in the room, his eyes light up. Like, that's my son. I like him. And he likes the way you think, too. You have a brilliant mind, by the way. Yep. God likes the way you think. I see equations all around you, equations floating all around you. Math, everything's music and math. So I just bless you. You're important to God. Anybody else we just prayed for? Feeling anything in your neck? Anything going on over there? Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. I think come up. Yeah. 
Come on up, real quick. See some somersaults up here? No. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Word up. I like that. So you said it went down to a two? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to go to a zero? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, huh? <laughs> so we just thank you, Jesus. We celebrate. It went down to a two. We just say, all the way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How's it doing? And don't lie. You don't have to make me feel good. No, actually, that singing released a lot more tension. Like, it just I, just, I just felt this quick jolt. And I feel a lot more relieved right now. <laughs> I pray for you? I just want to prophesy over you. Yeah. This guy's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got a word shirt on. It's like... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you are a networker. Captain networker. You have an ability. You're a catalyst. You have an ability to stand in between two people that are very different and create a bridge and actually bring things together. And it's not just people. There's something on you that's kind of like Elon Musk. You know who Elon Musk is? Tesla, SpaceX. Mm -hmm. he's, he's got a little bit of money and stuff. <laughs> But he takes things that seem to not really go together, and then it creates amazing things. And that's what God's designed you to do. That's the hope of his calling. The calling you have on this earth is to create things that are magnificent by bringing things together that would normally not go together. There's a favor on your life to do this. You were made for this. <laughs> you were made for this. Word. Word up right there, man. Come on. <laughs> this is fun. All right. If you're comfortable, just lift your hands out, close your eyes, or keep them open if you like to be in control. <laughs> just so your hands are open just like you're going to receive a gift. I just want to declare some things over you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus in Matthew 16 is like, hey, guys, who do you think I am? And they're like, well, maybe Elijah. He says to Peter, hey, who do you say I am? You're the Christ. Christ means anointed one. And then right after he goes, all right, I'm now giving you the keys of the kingdom to bind on earth what is prohibited in heaven and to loose on earth what is allowed in heaven. So he gave us keys to do this. So I bind the spirit of bondage. And I loose the spirit of adoption. That causes us to cry, Papa God, Abba Father. <laughs> I bind the spirit of rejection. And I loose acceptance. You are fully accepted. Fully accepted. You are good enough. Good, good, good enough. Forgive them. They don't owe you anything. No one owes you anything. Let them go. I speak life over them. Speak life over them. Bless them. But, 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 but. Butts are full of Forgive them. They don't owe you anything. Bless them. Some of you need to do this right now. You need to speak it out. Your body needs to hear your mouth. Speak. I forgive them. They don't owe me anything. I break the judgment I've made off of them. You'll receive judgment in the measure that you release it. So I break judgment. They don't owe me anything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. 
Believe. 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 I bind the spirit of skepticism. And I loose the spirit of faith. Believe. You will see if you believe. Hope, hope, hope. I speak to all hearts where there's hope deferred. Pieces, fragments that are shattered in multiple dimensions come back into the present right now. Every piece of a broken heart come back into the present right now. Come back here now. Stop going to the past that does not exist anymore. Stop going to the future that doesn't exist either. Live today. You're not a slowed down hologram densified in this space, but living somewhere else today. Live in today. And I speak the love of the Father over you. It would start to come into this room right here, waves crashing all across every row right now. Every single row over every single heart driving out every single fear, anxiety, stress, worry, constrictive thinking, restrictive thinking, containment. Open up. I call your spirit men back to the front. Come back to the front who you really are. Throne life. You are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. Wow, wow, wow. Spirit man, come back to the front. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want us to do one last thing. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Gates open when we thanks, give thanks. You enter his courts with praise. Thanksgiving opens gates. There are multiple gates, plural, gates. So I want you to just begin with your mouth. But I'm kind of quiet. God didn't make quiet. <laughs> the righteous are to be as bold as a lion. I've never met a lion that was quiet. They can be heard miles away. So open up your mouth. Begin to thank him. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes you have to start with your will, and it begins to crack a shell on your soul, and then your spirit man comes out to the front. And that begins to open up. So keep starting with your will. If you have to start there, start there. Make a choice. I don't feel like worshiping. I don't feel like giving thanks. Make a choice. Do it. It'll start opening up. We thank you, God. You are good. Good, good, good. You can't get any more good. You are love. You are light. You have rescued us from the domain of darkness. You have birthed us into the kingdom of light. We are children of light. We have an inheritance. There's no lack in our inheritance. The market's never going down where you live. Recession does not exist. Oh, thank you, Lord. I declare Ephesians 1.18, the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light right now that you would understand the hope of his calling, the riches of his inheritance. Eyes open up, light come, flood into the hearts, uncreated light come into the hearts of every person. Eyes open up that you can understand. Understanding only comes through illumination. Knowledge is good, understanding is better. Knowledge is like chewing food. Understanding is like swallowing it so the nutrients actually affect your body. But that only comes through the illumination of the Holy Spirit, bringing uncreated light so that you can understand, you can perceive the hope of his calling. 
hope, 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 hopeity hope. There's always room for hope. Hope, hope, hope. Why'd you stop? He was just worth a minute. <laughs> Thank him. Even just focus on one thing. I mean, there's a billion things, but focus on one. Start with salvation. That's pretty good. You saved me. Thank you, God. You saved us. Jesus, you forgave us once and for all time, past, present, future. You do not forgive in installments. You forgave us once and for all time. Forgiveness is not based on our transactional doing something and then you do something. You did something, past tense, and you created forgiveness. You gave us the gift of forgiveness. You applied it to our life. The blood is applied to our life. We are made pure and holy because your blood is really nice and it makes us pure and holy. We cannot get any more holier because holiness does not come through process. It came through sacrifice. Holiness isn't based on what you do. It's what he did. So that's why he says, be holy, because you are. <laughs> be holy. Don't do holy. Be holy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I bless this ministry. I declare you would see increased souls come into the kingdom of God. By the way, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus tonight, it'd be really cool. So we're just going to do this. Just wave a hand if that's you. It's nothing to embarrass you about. It's just a good night to start a relationship with Jesus. If you've never asked him to come into your life, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Anybody else? You've never start, had a, start a relationship with Jesus. Wave your hand real quick. All right. Yeah. You're cool. I like you. We're going to pray. We're going to pray together. How's that sound? Family prayer. Jesus, you forgave me. And that's pretty cool. Every sin, you destroyed. You destroyed the power of sin. The power of death. So I receive your gift of forgiveness, of holiness of right standing with you, I can boldly come before you. I'm no longer an orphan. I'm a son. And sons got stuff. <laughs> Inheritance. I receive it. I breathe it. I walk it and I talk it. Dominion is my friend. Thank you, Lord. Now I just bless this ministry to see more souls coming to the kingdom of God. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Great, unusual miracles. Something started tonight. I'm telling you. Something started tonight. There's a grace and a favor that's opening up for this. You're going to start seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. It's going to be consistent. I declare that bodies being made whole. People are going to come here looking for healing. They go, out, they go in that chandelier room and stuff starts to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I thank you, God. Your desire is to see the brokenhearted healed, bodies made whole. You are into healing. It's not that God is healing. He is healing. He embodies healing. It's just who he is. And I declare inventions. There's some inventors in this room. Well, well, well. Yes, there are. And I'm talking to Stefan. Yeah, why don't you come up real quick? We're almost done. You guys okay? Yeah. Are you going to record? Look at that. I 
you doing? Good. Good. My grandfather invented the clothespin. Nice. But he didn't patent it. So he had inventive sense, but he didn't have business sense. Hmm. So I needed to knock some sense in his head, so. Yeah. <laughs> you have both. So I thank you, Lord. Inventions. I declare inventions over you. Strategies and blueprints. Whoa. Ideas. There's a lot of ideas in heaven. Solutions waiting to be released. Angels that are bored because they're carrying the solutions. And most of the body of Christ doesn't realize they have the access to it. So they're walking around going, and God's saying to you right now tonight, reach out, ask, and you'll receive. Ask, and you'll receive. The prayer of faith and then the command of faith. You ask and you receive, and then you speak the mountains and they move. That's what's going on in your life as well, outside of the inventions. God's bringing you from the prayer of faith to the command of faith. You're actually a really bold person. That's who you really are. She knows. <laughs> Stuff here has brought a matrix of thought of how you see yourself, but who you really are is bold. Sure. And it's actually going to start coming to the surface. That's what I'm talking about, prayer of faith to command of faith. I'm asking, now I'm speaking to that mountain, you need to move. So I just speak that over. The righteous are to be as bold as the lion. That's who you are. Bold, bold, bold. You're awesome, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Bless you guys. Love you guys. Had a good time.